0: I Don't Need an Acting Class is brought to you by WeAudition.com. So check this out. Just go on there right now and just see what it is because it is basically the newest, coolest actor platform there is. You can find someone to run lines with before an audition. You can find someone to be your scene partner when you self-tape. If you think about it the difference between working with a real live person versus just you know staring into the void of a camera lens anyway check it out weaudition.com and agents and casting directors they're coming out of the woodwork to find new talent on this platform so uh weaudition.com and if you sign up today get 25% off when you use the code acting class, that's pretty good. I mean, not 10 or 15% off, 25% off when you use the code acting class. Let's start the show. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice.
1: Do you all have a sense of how to talk things out. I had this realization earlier today in a private with Jake from Florida. He's only had four classes, three or four classes. I realize you all are now qualified to teach introductory classes because when people start making certain mistakes, you know exactly what they are. I mean, you'll stop them and say, No, I can tell what you're doing. You're trying to recreate something you rehearsed. I mean, you just will hear it. And I haven't worked with somebody on this level in so long that it's just interesting for me to think how far along all of you've come. And I thought, Boy, this is good. You know, when we're at it together all the time for over a year, you're not so aware of progress. I mean, I kind of am. And then all of a sudden you see somebody just starting out and then you're really aware. I don't know if this will be useful for you or not. I didn't go into therapy until I was 40 for any number of reasons, mostly because I was male from Texas and we all thought we didn't need help because that's how my father raised me. Anyway, uh, so at any rate, when I finally did go into therapy, because there were issues that were too big for me to handle, I found this therapy because I was doing research for a documentary on drug addiction and rehab. And there was this very upscale place in Manhattan. And they were like all the kids of people that you would know Walker from the Hamptons. I mean, it was just like, I can't believe I didn't meet you there, is all I can tell you. It was like the most famous artist in the Hamptons, his daughter. So at any rate, I went to sit in on a session for research with Prue, my researchist, and Lee Grant. Anyway, so, but after the session, I fell in love with the therapist. And I called her and I said, you know, would you work with me? And she wasn't too keen on it. (laughs) So, of course, we became best friends. But here was what would happen in scream therapy. And I have a feeling that my belief in talking things out came directly from that. And here's what, and I'll just tell you one instance. There was one instance where we decided to have an all-day session on a Saturday. And so there were like eight or ten of us in this group. So normally what would happen is everybody would go around the circle and say what was going on with them. It was like, you know, my boss at work is taking advantage of me. I work a lot of hours, and I'm not getting paid. You know, whatever it was that was going around. So on this particular Saturday, I said, well, as long as we've decided on having an all-day session, I think I want to work with my father issues. So we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And so the way that we started to work is we would go around the room and we'd start with the person next to us. And so this was what I would be saying all the way around. Fuck you, Dad. I don't need your approval. And then I'd go to the next person and say the same thing, fuck you, dad, I don't need your approval. Then to the next person, fuck you, dad, I don't need your approval. And then to the next person, I'd go all the way around the room. To each person, I would say the same thing. And long about halfway or the second time around, what would often happen is it's like suddenly it would take hold. And suddenly you got to the scream of, fuck you, dad, I don't need your approval. And so you would get to that. And then in terms of what happened in therapy, the group leader, Babette, who was my therapist, said, all right, put your father in the middle of the room. I know, of course, I have a therapist called Babette. And so she said, put your father in the center of the room and tell him. And then, of course, what ended up happening? and this was something that i learned, you would get beyond the anger and into the pain. And there was just no way that you just couldn't, like all the emotion came out and that sort of thing. And group was fabulous because as soon as you started crying and heaving, someone who felt compelled in the group would come up and hold you. And so it was fabulous. So you were sitting there and you know, this fabulous woman that sat across from you that, you know, came and she held you and you held her and you saw, it was great. I really miss scream therapy. It was just the best, just the best. But what I realized was, and I think one of the reasons that I became so convinced about talking out things is because getting it out is so useful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there was a kid that I eventually uh, hired as my assistant from the therapy center, which was called Ariba Gazriel. And I was doing a movie at the time with Marlo Thomas, who was the most unpleasant person I've ever worked with in my entire life, ever. No one is more unpleasant than Marlo. And anytime you would meet somebody who had also worked with Marlo, you would eventually try to outdo each other. With stories about what a horror she was. Anyway, Williams said he was, he said, he was, he said, I was walking down the hall and I, I, he said, I heard you in the group room and all I could hear was, fuck you, Marlo. And he said, I fully expected that to walk down one day and hear you going, fuck you, Dustin. And he said, it was just the most pretentious thing you could ever hear was me in the group room screaming, fuck you, Marlo. But I just, I, I was, when I was explaining earlier today this to Jake, I, I thought, and I was trying to explain to him how you talk out. Because people don't do that. And so, and acting classes don't have you do that so much because they have you write so much down or they have you think so much or you're wandering around thinking everything out. And so, what hit me was that that particular skill that I used when I was trying to get to things just had to do with starting little. And just, you know, I mean, we were just using one catchphrase, but I mean, just starting little, you know, in the same way that I went to the kids sitting next to me and said, fuck you, dad, I don't need your approval. There was not a lot there it wasn't so committed and it wasn't so connected even, but it allowed me to slowly build it. But at any rate, I cannot urge you enough to talk things out and to really, no matter where you start with it, know that the end that you're heading towards is this kind of commitment to what you're talking about i know talking out helps but maybe not feeling as if and this was just funny because i was working with jake and he was feeling like he had to have a performance i mean I, seriously you would have all if you were all sitting in his class you would have said don't feel like you have to perform it just do what you have to do you know don't don't bring in what you worked on earlier if when you worked on it earlier, you got terribly emotional, don't feel like now I have to get emotional again. Let what happens? I mean, it was just like one thing after another, after another. But I think the basic thing is, and it sort of goes back to, I can believe this much today. I would say just build things a little bit at a time. And you kind of know where you're headed, but just build where you are. And then go back to it. And then go back to it. Obviously, don't use the same words. I mean, in therapy, we were doing sound bites, but just keep going back to it. And it was really interesting because once he did it two or three times, he got it. It wasn't such a big deal. I can see how talking it out as opposed
0: to thinking it through or writing it down is really helpful because as actors, you're embodying it, the understanding, and it's coming out and expressed through your mouth the way a lot of what acting is is done, you know, through being able to say things. Merely thinking about it, it's really easy for our minds to kind of jump around and have disconnected thoughts. But when it comes out of your mouth, you have to really start making sense of
1: That's a really good point that I hadn't thought of in a while, that when you're thinking things out, you really do jump around. I mean, I have a feeling in really brilliant acting, the fact that somebody jumps around is usable. But when you're working, the fact that you jump around makes your focus not clear. That's a very good point, Erica. The talking out in a sense, forces you to focus more clearly than just letting your brain ramble on. Yeah, I I just think it really does. It's like when you tell a lie. It really is. If you tell it, you start to commit with it. And, And the more times you tell it, the more committed you get to it. For those of you who've never lied, that's what happens. So and that's that's important. That's an important part of acting is that you begin to believe it. Don't feel like you have to perform it. Take it a little bit at a time. And then build on that and, and then see where that takes you.
0: I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Kieser Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to Milton at gmail.com. That's Milton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon, we're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week.